You've heard of the big races, Liège, Bastogne, Liège, Tour Romandy, the Giro d'Italia, Sky Express Crit, Chalchilla, Davy Crockett Classic. Well, and also, if you have eye surgery, it will ruin your cycling career. This is April 30, 2021. Tyler Yonke with the Beans Wheels Podcast. It's Friday. Welcome, everybody. Um, let's see who has joined us. Go ahead and throw your comments in there. Let me know you are about and you're going to join us. Let's get right off and start to talk about some um, eye surgery. So this is an interesting news story here. Delco rider banned for doping says he tested positive after eye surgery. Now, Jason Griffith, I'm sure you're saying something clever, but we can't hear you. Can't hear me. Let's um, let's pause this and see if we come back. And can you hear me now? I think we're good. I think I, I fixed the problem. Anybody? Anyone to say something? Hear me or not? Okay. Uh, let's start off here, going right back. I did say something clever, Jason. Sure, good. Okay, I had my mic muted. It's simple, simple problem there. Okay, um, I, listen to the audio version. I'll cut this out and listen to the audio version because the opening was superior. It was pretty good. Well, let's just talk about it. Here's what it was. It was Liège, Bastogne, Liège. You've heard of some great races. Liège, Bastogne, Liège, Tour Romandy, Giro d'Italia, Sky Express, Crit, the Chalchilla Crit, Davy Crockett Classic. Yeah, we're all here. Well, this is Tyler Yonke, Between Two Wheels podcast, April 30th, episode 235. Welcome, everybody. Let's start right off. And I also said eye surgery will ruin your cycling career. So um, let's talk right about this first. Delco rider banned for doping, says he tested positive after eye surgery. UCI banned Atoshi Oka for four months after he was found to have a banned eye medication in the system. Now you read through this further and it talks about how this certain medication could be used as a diuretic and a, a basically a masking agent. Now this guy had surgery. I know that there is strict liability as far as uh, you go here for doping, but um, I understand both sides of this. I'm glad not having eye surgery might ruin your cycling career too. Yes, Chris, that is exactly correct. Um, Maybe I'm a little off here today because of the, <laughs> the fact that I had my, my mic muted. That's a, that's a rookie mistake, folks. Uh, we're not going to have that happen again. I, I shouldn't say that. It is. Um, could be. So let's just go through here. The 25-year-old who hasn't raced since September was added to the UCI's banned rider list after he was found to have an eye medication. And I can say what it is because I don't know uh, how to pronounce that in his system during a test at the end of the season. Now he had surgery four days prior, and then he was tested positive for this. Oka said, it is important for me to point out that the control took place four days after an eye surgery that took place in December 9 and January, retaining acetapazolamide absorption, <laughs> a substance that can come from di Diamox, trade name for the drug that was given to me during the procedure to prevent intraocular pressure spike, which may lead to partial or total vision, visual field defect. Yeah, so he needed that, uh, definitely. Um, let's take a look here. Chichala prediction, number one, DDA will not crack the top 50 unless they're ready for the race on day. Uh, you are absolutely right. Is there going to be 50 in the race? And we're going to talk about Chichala and some of these items coming up here. So just, you know, hey, Jason, don't get ahead of us right now, okay? Uh, it's very important that we walk through this on a piece-by-piece -piece basis. So the Delco rider, he will come back May 25th. He said, stronger and more determined to return to the peloton. Oh, that's nice. I never used prohibited substance myself. The UCI accepted that it was unintentional use for eye surgery. I voluntarily accept the suspension. What's interesting to me there 
is, okay, so the, the, this is so crazy. The UCI understands. He didn't get a two-year ban. He didn't get a long ban. He got four months. If you understand that it was not intended, and it, then why is, why is there even a, a ban? It, I, I understand. I understand, everybody. I understand your, your objections to this. It just also seems like, okay, well, we understand it wasn't intentional. Uh, it meant no harm. You weren't doing anything about it. And by the way, who's racing four days after your eye surgery? It's pretty solid for you, gentlemen. Okay, let's talk about the Sky Express crit. I think that's the first one we're going to talk about. That came up uh, this last, I think, last week they had it. And uh, we'll look through some results here. You got some guys in the podium. I'm not sure who those are. Another picture here in the Sky Express. Bobby, oh, Bobby, look at him. He's hanging out there with the Troon team. Jeff Linder, a few other guys. Uh, let's go to the results. Do we have a results page here? Sky Express, cycling, da-da-da. Uh, maybe I can't find the results. So if we can't find the results, people, we can't find the results. So we'll go to maybe some Davy Crockett classic here. Uh, I know there's results on this page. This is a this is a horrible day. This is why I usually have Chris helping me out on these things. Uh, let's go here. Results. It says, it says result. click here for results. Okay, let's do that. Let's go to the uh, 35. Three, uh, let's get to uh, 35, one, two, threes. Not a lot of riders in this field. Six riders, as a matter of fact. Blaine Ashley of Thirsty Bear. Looks like you broke away. I did see something where it said he lapped the field. Okay, come on. You've got you've got you got six riders in the field. This reminded me <laughs> this reminded me of a story when I was click on the link that says results. Thanks, Chris. Um, the I did a race. I used to race with my buddy, and uh, it was way back when I first started Cat Four, and uh, I went and did this race, and I got fourth, and I was pretty pretty stoked, you know, you get fourth. And so I told him, Hey, I got fourth. Now I didn't tell him that there were only six people in the race. So he was, he was impressed until he saw pictures my mom took with it of the start line. <laughs> so, okay. I, cause I saw something where this guy lapped the field. That's solid. Lapping the field's always good, but, uh, six people in the race. Let's, uh, let's settle down there a little bit, folks. 45, one, two, three is a little bit bigger field. I saw Sean Bagley had won Sean Bagley over John Bergman, David Allen, Jason Griffith, good job there, Jason. And fourth, fifth, Jason Boynton. That's the first I've seen Pete's uh, getting out and racing. Rick Lawton, Mike Eaglin, Egan, Robert Sperling, Jason Brown, and on so. Uh, Jason Jeremy Cattell down there in 17th. I'm sure he did some work for his team. Good job. The women's pro one, two, three. Big field, right? Uh, 14, that's a little better than 35. Morshid Week wins. Uh, Thaler Mize in second. And the Wolfpack, Melanie Wong in third. Um, maybe some people, I think they had some bad weather there. 35, 45s race together, Jason says. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it was combined. What do you want me to do? Let me, let me ask you this. So it was combined. You got a 35 rider out there. Everyone knows he's in the 35s and he, he takes off. Um, and the 45s don't chase him because they know that he's up the road. Is, is, isn't that how you're going to play it? Or are you going to, 45 is going to chase down a 35? You got to know these things, people. Combined field, 40. Uh, no, I understand. Okay. Let's settle down, everybody. It's a Friday. Cat one, two, good solid field. Twenty-eight people. I'm not. I'm not messing it. I, I'm glad people went out and raced. Sam Benedict wins. By the way, the winner there uh, in Chowchilla. Jeff Linder in second place of Mike's bike. So they go one, two. Uh, Ethan Frankel of the Volare team in third. Matt Michael Tarun, Team California. Finn Thompson, Robert Pierce in sixth. There, Timmy Bauer. Timmy Bauer. Getting outside. Good job, Timmy. 
Uh, way, to, way to step outside and head into a race. We like that. Nick Baird, Owen Gillette, Miles Hubbard, Eric F- it's a solid, solid group here of people. Um, Robert Lander down there in 19th, he's a friend of ours. Uh, Chaz Chairman, Simon Tuttle, John Bergman, solid work. Looks like there's several D- DNFs and D- did not uh, place as well. Um, solid, solid. Let's see what else we got here. Let's see what uh, complaints we get from the field. Uh, as I said, Eric Houston said 35, 45 race together. That's right. Uh, combined field was about 40. Okay, we like that. Uh, Jason Gravatt, we raced for Thirsty Bear to win, not some silly combined rules. Oh, okay, that's perfect. Um, let's, let's take a look then. Um, how did the 45s go for you? Because you did register in the 45s. You know, Jason, you can register in the 35s. Um, Okay, so that doesn't make sense, Jason. If you, <laughs> then why don't you just register in that field if you're racing for him to win? Uh, Mike's bully whipped the field from the gun. Okay, I believe that's probably true. Good to see them out there, though. They're, they're pulling out in full force. Good to see that out there. Uh, we had Chowchilla Crit is coming up here in a little bit, but I thought first we would talk uh, fourth and ninth for Eric uh, Okay, it was a breakaway with two bears. Okay. Um, do I need to go back and double check that? And I didn't. I didn't attend the race, so I'm just pulling this off of the results and how we did here. Anyway, Mark Tucker, this is one thing we can be very sure on. Mark Tucker goes out to Texas, does the Davy Crockett Classic, and doing so, he ends up uh, snaking a good win out there. Uh, overall, the road race, first place for Mark Tucker. Uh, I don't know these other guys. I don't, let's see if there's someone else. Fresno, oh, say Richard Gable went out there with him. He got fourth. Anybody else from the California area? Some Oklahomas, some Texas, mostly Texas. Uh, road race, see how the time trial went for the 40s. Mark Tucker. Mark Tucker wins the time trial as well. Uh, Richard Gable in third, 17.10 on that time for Mark Tucker. And the road race too, he got second there, Mark Tucker. How dare you not finish 1-1-1 one, one, one on everything? Overall, I'm betting you got the win. Yes, you did. Good job, Mark. Uh, congratulations to him. And I think I also had a picture we can also look at. Mark Tucker posting up on the win. I think there was a, a finish line. This must be the first road race. He's got a camera on there. So uh, pretty sure he put out a, a video because he will that Texas hates us now. <laughs> yes. So Jason Griffith says Texas hates us now. Well, they hate Mark Tucker, but Mark, Mark's a fun guy. He's a, he's a very, if you listen to any, you know, times he's been on the show and talk to him, he is all gung ho into cycling and, um, take a little note of that. Cause, uh, it's, it's kind of some good things that we need for that for cycling. Chowchilla. Chowchilla is coming up, um, on the first of May, I believe we're doing that Chowchilla crit down there for the uh, Mark. Oh, well, we forgot to go back to Mark Tucker. Mark Tucker, did you get upgrade points? down there in Texas. That's what I want to know. Did you get upgrade points in Texas? Um, I hope so, because that, that's an issue. Uh, Chalchilla Criterium 2, presented by Velo Kings. It looks like it's pretty similar to what we had last time. It starts out with a bunch of combined. I think they're doing probably juniors get a race free again. Uh, I can't see that on the thing here, uh, but they have a bunch of junior fields. I like that. A lot of combined. I was good with the combined stuff. Like, he said, like Jason said, it. what's above Cat 1 Pro? That's what's above cat one, Chris pro. Let's see. Chris flower. What's above cat one pro is there. Uh, Jason Griffith, probably not really because silly masters race rules only 10 points. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, but 
as you know, online, that was a big issue. You only do races for upgrade points. Uh, let's take a look here once again. So noonish, you got the 35s, 40, I did probably this exact same uh, start list as we had before, the three fours, the two threes, 55, 60 combined, a pro one, two, three. Uh, well done. Uh, I like the way that they're smashing these and extending the fields as far as combining and then doing down to, you know, pro one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever. So you could get a little bit better field. And uh, if there's wind out there, you know, it'd be a little sketchy again. Um, let's see if do we have who is registered registered. Yes, this is a register list. Um, 75 combined. Let's take a look at if we can get some numbers here. The women, the junior men, only 10 spots available in the cat three, four. That's solid to see the pro one, two, three. They have, how come it doesn't show how many, only eight spots available. All right, so if you're getting down there and you're gonna be doing the race, go ahead. I think they, they opened uh, registration through, yeah, 57 minutes. So you got just about an hour before the end of the show. Go ahead and get registered and do that. Uh, UCI, that's, uh, Eric Houston says UCI. I'm not sure what that was uh, in reference to, but I appreciate it. Okay, uh, the next thing we're gonna look at is, we're just gonna, it's Friday. I, my preparation for this show is about as much as your preparation for watching this. So that's kind of where we're at today. I've watched some bike racing this week. Uh, I've done a little bike riding. Uh, I'm not going to be able to get out to these races, sadly. Um, just, you know, got a kid graduating high school. Got a bunch of stuff happening. She's not graduating this weekend. I'm just saying we got to prepare for it. And part of that preparation is doing uh, family duty stuff around the house. So Liege, Bastille, and Liege. We had that this last weekend. Did you enjoy it? I always enjoy Liege. It's that culmination of the classics coming out. Uh, and it and what I like is you know you start them with you got a bunch of sprinting Schkeldepris and E3 and these such, and then it starts to build up to you get the Ardennes classic and suddenly these GC riders start getting in the mix there. Uh, and then you come, you know, uh, really got that with uh, uh, Flesh Rallon and Wallon, and then it culminates with this Liege Bastion Liege where you're really getting the full on effect of the GC riders. First, start, start off with the women's race um, and won by Demi Vollering. She of uh, the SD Works team, her teammate uh, and world champion, Anna Vanderbergen, uh, was leading her out for about the last K. She comes around, does a nice kick, doesn't go too soon, and gets the win. Now, I don't know if you've noticed or, or paid attention here recently, but uh, Demi uh, Vollering almost won. I think it was, was it Flesh Willowone? I don't think it was Flesh Willowone. It was the one they had before that. Uh, she almost won that, got bike thrown. Uh, by Widner, Ruth Widner, I think, beat her in that. Then she was very close, so she finally gets her win here at Liège. Annemiek van Vluten in second place for the movie star team, Trek uh, Elise Longo Borghini, and then the always beautiful Katrina Nuadoma. You know, I heard she was dating um, Taylor Finney a while ago. I don't know how that's worked out. He doesn't seem to be, I don't know, maybe he's a great boyfriend. Maybe, maybe he is, maybe not. Okay, so anyway, pretty good results for her. And uh, we are very proud of, of the way she did, are we? I don't know, I don't know much about her, but uh, the sprint, uh, they, they let it out there and it was a little bit of a slow-mo sprint. She, sprint. she had about a bike length and a half for the win. Then we come to the men. Okay, so the men's race, uh, this one was, I was expecting a little bit more from Roglic. It looked like he had suddenly had bad legs. And with those bad legs, it took him out of play just a little bit when they came over the last two climbs. Uh, there was a little bit of a break up the road. Um, the team started hitting the front. And next thing you know, on the last climb of the day, that Mike Woods goes, full, well, first of all, we got to kind of 
back up a little bit, Carapaz. Carapaz goes up the road. He's got 20-some seconds coming into the last climb. And the announcers that I was listening to were Bob Roll and Chris Horner, and they're like, hey, this is a good chance that he's going to actually just stay away. Well, little did we know, he had slipped into the super tuck momentarily, and with that, he was expelled from the race. But this is what I don't like about it, because it plays into how the teams race. If, if he's up there and they're now going to say he's no longer, you know, he's going to be kicked out, um, the, the strategies and everything are already taking place and playing out on the road as he's up the road. And, you know, the reality is, I mean, if he's going to do that and you're going to be, you know, strict liability on it, just pull your thumb and say, you're done, pull him out so everybody knows. Well, they didn't know. But regardless, they caught him anyway. And by the way, he slipped into the super talk very momentarily. Uh, I think it's just a reaction of what everyone's doing. It's obviously a safe move. That's my belief. And they didn't believe so. So they, they popped him out of the race. And so he gets uh, at least put down to the last place, I think, if not uh, relegated all the way out. Either way, they hit the climb, about halfway up the climb, Mike Woods hits the gas. And if you look at the last 15K, when they come over the top to the finish, Mike Woods is constantly on the gas. And probably, as Horner had said later on in his own show, uh, the strongest rider in the finish. I believe it exactly. The problem is you come into that finish with Tade Bikachar, uh, Julian Alaphilippe, David Gadu, uh, and Alejandro Valverde. Uh, So with those, uh, the only one you expect them to beat in the sprint, I mean, Woods can do pretty good, but we saw him at World Championships. Remember, this is 259 kilometers. You're like 160 miles in the race. This is similar to World Championships. You have got a lot in your legs, which can then maybe even things out for all all involved. But with everything equal, Pogacar, you've seen him sprint with last year in Liège against uh, Roglic and Alaphilippe. Uh, you've seen him do that in the Tour against Roglic and, Ale- and Alejandro Valverde. Valverde can win in a sprint like this. Obviously, Julian Alaphilippe can. And then the unknown was David Gadu. So what could Mike Woods have done different? Absolutely nothing. He got off the front. They forced Alaphilippe onto the front in the last few hundred meters. Uh, he took off on the sprint, and Mike Woods was trying to come around him. Gadu's there. Uh, Alaphilippe drops off the back, and he makes a strong move. Pogacar's on the very back, and he stays with uh, Alaphilippe. And this time, Alaphilippe sprinted in a straight line, not like a crazy junior, and... Pogacar ended up getting him easily by a half wheel or so, a little maybe three quarters of a wheel over the line. Surprise though, David Gadu in uh, third place, Alaphilippe gets pipped. They wouldn't have to worry about any close calls as far as like who, did, who actually won this, Pidcock slash Wout, or last year where he gets relegated and then gets beat at the line anyway by Roglic. Uh, the team's chasing in the back. Mark Hershey ends up winning this bunch sprint over Tinish Benut, uh, Bach Molema, Max Schachman, Maham Mahorik, and down their ways, 13th place was Roglic, who just said he didn't have the legs for it this time. Uh, we'll throw up on the screen the actual results. And as you can see, they had seven seconds or so. It w- they were starting to slow down just enough. We start to wonder about the guys coming in. And they were rapidly closing on a Molema, uh, Tishmanut, and Mark Hershey, but wasn't enough to do much in the end. Uh, I thought we'd take a look here. You can see the, the finish line photo. Um, about three quarters of a wheel, a little more than a half wheel length. Tade throw, doing a bike throw over Alaphilippe. Alaphilippe, well done with a bike throw this time rather than a fist pump and a whoops. Uh, David Gadu got beat, obviously, but he did a really good job of throwing it. And this is the difference of 160 miles where Gadu, uh, with good legs, a, a, almost a pure climber, could end up doing well on the finish. Okay. Liège is over for men and women. We're done with the spring classics. Now we're going to be moving into the Giro d'Italia. 
But before we get there, we are going to have a tour of Romandy. <clears throat> tour of Romandy starts off, and this one's a, a bit unique for the fact that it's got a, it starts off with a prologue and ends up with an individual time trial. They end up on Sunday with a time trial. Uh, you'd expect in the Switzerland area to be a little bit more mountainous. Well, it's very mountainous, but to the point where you're going to be having like the Sepkus, who's out there as an example, that every day it's going to be a fight. Well, first of all, the, the prologue, which was uh, four. 4.05 kilometers, ends up with no real surprise there. Rowan Dennis barnstorms everyone, beats Garrett Thomas by nine seconds, uh, as well as Richie Port, Remy Cavagna, Stefan Bessinger of EF Education. So you get a slew of Ineos and then a Decoina. Uh, but what I thought was interesting was Sepp Cuss down here, just 16 seconds off the lead uh, and then 13th place. Very solid for the American who can climb better than almost, you know, a bunch of these guys up in front of him. So as long as we have a, a day of nasty climbing, that would be something he can take advantage of. <clears throat> Stage one comes, it's got some humps and lumps, but it's not too bad on the climbs. Interestingly enough, coming over the top of the last, second to last climb, I think you're seeing Nelson Palace getting popped off the back, but a string of finishers here uh, with all the same time, I want to say almost 80 of them come in to the finish, uh, but not, not Nelson Palace. And you're able to see, uh, Peter Sagan over Sonny Cabrelli and Patrick Bevin. Um, good job. Good job, uh, Sagan. That was only 168 kilometers. Stage two, Sonny Cabrelli gets over the climbs, ends up beating out Patrick Bevin and Mark Hershey. Mark Hershey, we're glad to see him coming back in for the UAE team. You know, last year with the Sunweb, what have you really seen Sunweb do this year, though? I'm, I'm, you know, last year they were kind of the they were DSM this year. Last year they were kind of that team where we came at least two at Maybe it was only starting at the Tour de France that we started to see them really light it up. And then later on, uh, you know, they're like the big talk of the town and with Hershey, but at least we're seeing Hershey come through here with the UAE team, uh, gets a top three there with its teammate, uh, Diego Luisi, Wilco Kelderman. You got some climbers up here, Sepkus in 14th place on stage two, stage three, another little bit of, you know, there's always a little climbing here. This was today's stage. A lot of downpour, downpour uh, pretty nasty. And you've got raining all day long. Uh, Come on over the last climb, you have Stefan Kong was up there. I'm trying to remember the other rider he was with. Comes down this climb and, and down the steep down part and he hits a white line, slides out and just, it reminded me of the Jan Ulrich, what was it, 03 Tour de France. Uh, time trial stage 20 where he slides out on a roundabout <clears throat> and just goes for like 20 20 yards or so that's that's exactly what's happening here to magnus court i'm sorry to, to mark solar uh, stefan kung uh probably on the same descent though you saw rowan dennis who had been in the leader's jersey he also went down he was ripped up pretty good mark solar ends up breaking away gets the win uh by about 22 seconds over magnus court of ef and peter sagan and down a ways, so the GC ends up changing up. Uh, you don't even see where it is. Ron Dennis drops 22 places down to 23rd, a minute four out. He was working for the team anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal for them as far as the losing, except for losing the jersey. Solaire's in first, Garrett Thomas, Richie Port, Sonny Cabrelli. This thing's going to shake up. Stuff, Sep Cuss, because tomorrow, tomorrow's the one day you're actually going to see a little bit different uh, climbing, and it's going to end in a stage uh, finish here. 
It's hard to tell, but that's a solid climb up to the finish, uh, cat one or HC category climb. So it's probably about nine kilometers or more. You've got a cat one, a cat three. Well, it starts with a tiny little three and then a one, a three sprint spot and a one and then the HC. So this one will be interesting to see for all the climbers. It's what it's worth. Um, Sepkus, hopefully, you know, he, he dug a little bit today. He dug a little bit on the climb the other day as well. Uh, kind of the ones that are near the finish, but there was never enough that he needed to try to break away and really show what he's got. Uh, so with that said, let's look at the final time trial. It's going to be 16 K it's not, it's got a little pitch up into it and then some solid stuff and then kind of a little climby near the finish, uh, all in all about 600 feet of elevation there. So it's not really too bad. Um, I'm not really sure what this is going to do. This will be interesting to see. I, I'm, I'm gauging everything with Sepp Cuss. He's kind of the one I'm looking at for this one to see what he can end up doing later on. Now we've seen earlier in some of the big races, um, where earlier this year where he's done well, but just not quite good enough. And so it'll be interesting to see what his prospects are for, um, a GC rider. And then I believe, and let's talk about this right now, the tour of Italy, the Giro d'Italia is coming up and who the big riders are. Filippo Ghana featured here on steep hill simply because he what, won two or three races, uh, last year stages in that race, the route map. I don't know if you can tell this too how much, but they start up more on the northwestern little tip there in Torino of uh, Italy. And this time they do a little circling around there. They start coming down the midsection on the eastern side of the of the, the line there. But then they cross over and they're going on more on the southern portion or the eastern western side here. And they cross back up. So they go all the way down. And then they come up to the tip on the right and back and back in Milano. So you end up, um, I don't know if they get down there to that volcano climb. Um, but 21 stages, let's see how many time trials. One starts out with an individual time trial, one time trial, two time trials. And then they end the last day on a time trial and you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven or so big mountain days. And the big mountain day doesn't look like it comes really until stage nine. So eh, a little bit disappointed on that. I like to see a good mountain stage early on, uh, as far as the riders go, um, Start list, top GC riders. You've got Simon Yates coming in here for bike exchange. Yao Mita, who ended up kind of the surprise from last, uh, last year. Mikhail Landa, uh, Alexander Vlasov, Pel Bibao, Hugh Carthy. Hugh Carthy did really well last year. We saw that in the uh, Tour of the Vuelta, España, finishing, what, third there overall or second? Uh, it's third, actually, I mean. Jai Hindley, Egan Bernal. Bernal, I mean, haven't seen him for a while. He's going to make his comeback. Remco Evenepoel, he is going to make a debut here in the Giro. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, Nibali, he's making a little comeback here. You haven't seen him for a while as well. Dan Martin, he said just now he's riding the best he ever has, so we'll see how that goes. James Knox, he's an interesting one, a, a British rider on the Dequani Quickstep team. George Bennett, he gets the Jumbo Visma team leadership. So Sepkus, like I had mentioned before, he's not coming in to do in the Giro. I think he's holding out for the Tour de France and probably the, the Vuelta. So that's who they have there. We got Americans here, Larry Warbass, consistent rider. Uh, I don't really see any other Americans. So it'd be interesting to see what we have coming out of that, but that starts next week. So this week we have finish up the uh, Tour Romandy. The next week we get to start having the Giro. Top sprinters coming into that race. Now the, the Giro, uh, the, yeah, the Giro is not necessarily a race that you're expecting to have 
a lot of sprinter action on. And once again, um, you're going to have Caleb Ewing. He's come in here before and done well. Tim Miller of the Alpitson Phoenix team. He is an interesting one because he's done some early season uh, well. He's done well in the early season. E3, I think he won that. Uh, we need a poll for the... <laughs> here we go. Uh, thank you for joining in, Brian Zimney. We need a poll for the ugliest pro riders. My top three are Mark Soler, Dan Martin, not my teammate, I think, and uh, Rigo, uh, Rigoberto Uran. Um, yes, but I'm trying to remember the gentleman's name. He rode for Gerald Steiner back in the late 2000s. Uh, he was on the podium and he had a grill that was only, you could say, what, he was probably in the book of British smiles. It was, uh, it was pretty nasty. Someone might want to Google that. Gerald Steiner writer, I think he was from Austria. Um, and he has a face that I don't even think his mother can love. But uh, that's a good good question there, Brian. Maybe we'll do a poll. Look for that uh, to go up. Mark Soler is not an attractive man. You are correct. Is this a nice thing? Should, uh, let me ask you this, Brian. Would it be appropriate to do the exact same thing, but say the best looking on the female side? Is that even a, an appropriate comment? Can I can I do that? I think I just did. Okay, coming up, let's take a look at the race calendar. See if we have any. <laughs> Cool races coming in here. Uh, mm, ending the year, Sky Express crit, 425. That's already passed. So, when, like we said, we had Chalchilla. We got some early birds coming up. Grand Hill Home Circuit Race, okay, uh, down in Clovis. Virtual uh, Race, I kind of skipped that. Folsom Crit, that's the only one I'm, that's my, probably my next race here. 522, I think I'm going to make that happen. Possible bunt, uh, Bump Race, Kentua Creek, Regalado, Memorial Copperopolis. We went through these last time. So Sky Express is still putting on some race. Turlock Lake, uh, 4th of July crit, Land Park, Bariani. Oh, man, having those later on in the year, that's going to be it's going to be a much different uh, situation. How about the ride of the week? And then we will just get out of here. So um, Mark Pook Moonen. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you, Brian Zimney. I'm not going to. She's not the ugliest one, right? I don't think that's what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Ride of the week. I am putting the ride of the week on Mike Woods. I know Taddy Pogacar, dude is missing, still missing teeth. Fabio Jakobsen, too soon? <laughs> uh, I Look, that one is on Grunewagen, who I believe, I didn't see him on the list there, but I, th I think Grunewagen is going to be in the uh, the Giro. So that'll be an interesting, I mean, hey, I haven't, he hasn't raced since Turkey last year, or uh, Polish, Poland, Poland last year, and now he's getting thrown right in. Possibly. Uh, dude is still missing teeth. Yeah, well, he'll have to get a, an orthodontist or some reconstruction thing there. Uh, ride of the week, I picked Mike Woods simply because he rode so strong at Liège, and that break was only really happening because of him. Probably wouldn't have been torn apart quite as bad as it was. Uh, if not, it might have given someone else a chance to win that race. So I think Tade, uh, Alaphilippe, and um, Gadu need to thank him for his work that he did there. Otherwise, Tade Bukacar may be the ride in the spring, and, along with Bukacar. And, and look, our world champion, Alaphilippe, doing, his, uh, doing the Lord's work, I guess, for him. Thanks, everybody. This is Tyler Yonke, Between Two Wheels Podcast. Have a good weekend. Thanks.